to the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors. Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Two Pilots Distillery, uh, Nobles Networking, Project K9 Hero, Mega Knife Co. on Instagram. Check them out. Grid Iron Coffee. Go look up Bruce Thompson. Special thank you to him. He's running for Labor Commissioner here in Georgia. He is my guy. Uh, if you want a guy you can run through a fucking wall for in the state of Georgia, go look him up. He's going to turn the state around as far as the workforce goes. Uh, and also go look up uh, our management and distribution company, Red Circle. Uh, I have started reaching out to uh, people that have been on the show uh, at the beginning of it uh, last year. But luckily today, one of my guys who I really look up to, who does a lot of stuff with mental health awareness, he motivates the shit out of people. He uh, do edit a video that I made a stupid ass video from today. And uh, he's like, hey, let's catch up sometime. So instead of uh, us just catching up for the hell of it, uh, well, he's like, you know what? Let's do a podcast. So Mr. Motivation, Mr. JB and me are going to sit here bullshit with y'all for a little bit. So uh, here's my guy. What's up, man? What is going on? Yeah, it's absolutely funny how you said, oh, I just made this video and reached out. I actually related so much to that video. I'm like, and I was sitting right next to my girl, too. So just to kind of get her attention, whatever, I had to duet it just to be like, yep, this this is us. I relate so hard to this. Yeah, uh, what was crazy about it is the reason why I made that video is uh, I have uh, started doing something. Like, I think I told you before. I, I, I really don't like social media. I don't like TikTok that much. Most of the people that I've had on the show, uh, you're one of the ones that I've actually liked, dude. Uh, there's been a couple that I just fucking, I didn't like vibe with. I didn't really want to like, you know, be buddies with. You're a guy that if you were closer, get a beer, hang out with, play some golf, just, you know, be boys. Like you would be my guy. I, I, know, I know me and you'd be cool, like in everything, right? Uh, we just happen to be several states away. You know, both of us got lives and shit. Uh, but I only post stuff, you know, shock value, drive people to the show. Uh, the reason I made that video is because I've got some people that are coming on the show this week that are fucking psycho ass women from West Virginia that were on a documentary called The Wild Whites of West Virginia. And um, it's a big ass documentary. And uh, it blew up probably like 10 years ago. And uh, they finally, after a couple of months of us going back and forth, they're doing the show. And uh, I was like, you know what? I want to go ahead and get into the algorithm. Uh, and I'm already obsessed with crazy women anyway. Like, I, I fucking love a crazy woman. So I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and throw my hat into the ring of the crazy women on uh, crazy talk or whatever you want to call it. And uh, 
I might as well fucking be there anyway. It's the side of life I live on. So, right. uh, so I was like, you know what? And then I saw you liked it. This, you know, it works out, dude. That is, that's too funny how things ended up happening like that. No, but I, I know what you mean. They just, I don't know if you saw my, uh, my caption underneath there. It's like, it's a different kind of love. It's oh, a yeah. different kind of love. Yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't. If, if if she doesn't scare the shit out of me, I don't want it, man. I It's almost like I need a woman that scares me because it keeps my ass in line, too. Like, I, I need somebody because I'm so fucking wild, man. Uh, and it's not just that I'm wild. It's I need someone that, like, uh, reminds me every once in a while. Like, hey, there might be a million fish in the sea, but I'm your fucking fish. And if you even go and try to wander and swim next to another bitch, I will drown your ass. Like, I I need that. I I definitely fucking need that. I know I need that because I'm stupid. I know how stupid I am. And uh, it's nice to have somebody like that. And that's kind of what that video, you know, and that's why I like a crazy woman. Of course, there's other, you know, benefits that me and you both know as men. Uh, You know, crazy women have got a, a plus side that you can't, you can't teach them uh, them stuck up, you know, well-adjusted women that don't have daddy issues and, you know, are completely sane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just for censorship and so we both get don't get banned on everything. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sure a lot of the guys know it. Oh, do you don't, we, we don't get – you don't have to fucking censor a damn thing on this show. We, we like, the way – my show is in the top 1% in the world, and we have said some of the top worst shit. We have said the worst shit in the fucking world on this show. And the fact that we have sponsors, corporate sponsors that run before middle and after, and we have local businesses that still participate with us. It don't fucking matter. As long as I, I was telling somebody this other day, dude, cause you, you get your own show, by the way, plug your show real fast, man. Oh, so it's, um, it's the Uncrown podcast. I know when we first started talking, it was the Uncrown King podcast, but we literally have grown such a, a woman's support of everything. Like, you know what? Y'all are queens to include everybody. It's still men's mental health focused, but we can't exclude the fantastic women that have been supporting this entire journey. So it's the Uncrowned Podcast on Apple Play and Spotify and any other weird shit y'all listen to podcasts on. Yeah. He's one of those ladies, I'm telling you, uh, like our listening audience is like 80% women. He's one of those, I'm telling y'all, y'all go listen to this dude. This dude is a solid guy. Uh, he puts out great motivational stuff into the world. He's somebody that, like I said, he's somebody that I sorry, as mental health stuff goes because I'm somebody that pushes a lot of that. Uh, he's a solid fucking guy. Like, listen to his show. He's one of those that I will endorse. Like, he's – I don't do it to everybody, but you're such a solid dude, you know. I, I'm so, like, upfront about people, though. Like, you are somebody right. that I would say, yeah. hey, go fucking listen to this dude. Um, right. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And it, it, I'm also I'm glad that you said you said have sponsors too with all the vulgar and other bullshit that you say because that's one thing that I've been worried about. But the next episode I think I have waiting to be edited is exactly what you talk about. Literally the worst. It was just a free for all of everyone on my team being like, you know what? Let's drop the seriousness. We're just gonna bullshit, and it was just a discussion of the boys. And we most likely me said a lot of really bad, not PC stuff. Well, well, I'll put it to you like this, dude. Uh, I changed the whole description of my show uh, not long ago. Like, we dropped uh, when we we got to a certain point to where when we started having some, like, bigger folks from Nashville and everything on our show, 
a uh, lot. Like we dropped the name politics, religion, and whiskey because it was so confusing to people. Like it was named that because of the reasons I got fired from country radio, but it was meant, it was meant to be where it was a joke. And it was supposed to be where, when you came on this show, it was supposed to be where you could talk about whatever the fuck you wanted to. Like it was, it was supposed to be like a free zone to where did not matter what you wanted to talk about. You could hear this was freedom of speech, regardless if you were completely different of thinking than me, you did not have to think like me. You just had to be respectful. And I had to be respectful of you. Uh, this is a place to where debate is embraced and that's the way it's supposed to be. And, uh, when we dropped that, we changed our logo. We did some more stuff. And uh, we was like, you know what? We're which we didn't really hold back in the beginning anyway. But now, right. but now it's just like, you know, we've got to start telling other people. You got to imagine like this. The reason why my show's good is if you were sitting in front of me right now and we were at a bar and we were having a drink, and there just happens to be mics in front of us. That's the way that this podcast is supposed to run. That is that is exactly the conversation that you should be having between me and you. It just happens to be recorded. A lot of people edit their stuff, and I'm not against it, but I don't edit a damn thing. I want it to seem like a real conversation. I want it to just flow. There's going to be weak moments in it. There's going to be great moments in it. But you want it to be authentic. And that's where I've always done just the raw, real version of it. And people love that. And as cool as you are and the stuff that you put out there, man, when people get to see the authentic version of you, that's when you succeed. That That's when, like, that version of you. And plus, you know what? You don't have to fucking edit. Like, it, it, right. Oh, know? my God. Yeah. That, that takes forever. Yeah. Like, the I, only, I, I, I edit my show a little bit, right? I don't cut out whole segments or whole sections or whatever. If there's any, you know, technical mishaps, obviously I don't want that shown in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. But any, like, cough or, you know, ums or I've done Q&As on my, on my Discord community. So if there's any just awkward moments of, like, a minute of fucking silence, I'll, cu I'll cut that out and just, you know, get right to the fucking point. But I'm, I'm right there fucking with you, dude. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I know why you cut the ums out, but me coming from radio, like working a couple of years in radio and everything, the listener doesn't give a fuck like okay. that. That is something that a program director or somebody has probably told you, or you've looked up that they've said, Hey, this is bad. And you're right. It's not the most professional shit ever, but realize you're not doing radio. It might be coming through speakers and radio, but this is just a conversational piece. This is a talk show that where they, where they came from was because, um, when I was on speech team in high school and I went to state and everything, and then yeah. all my experiences in the military and, you know, speaking yeah. with confidence and, you know, vocal projection, everything, that's where I ended up getting all that from. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But this isn't, dude, they want, they, the person who's listening to you and listening to me and you right now, they don't give a fuck. Now, if you're a bad conversational, like if you have a bad conversation, it's going to be a tune out factor. If every right. other word out of my mouth is, um, then they're going to fucking turn it off anyway. But you know what? But more than likely, if every other word out of my mouth is um anyway, and you're cutting um out that much in it, the conversation's going to suck, and they're going to turn it out or turn it off regardless. And you just sat there and you didn't cut all the ums out and took fucking forever out of it. Like, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous to me. Um, I get why people do it. You want it to sound the best that it can. 
I, I can I completely get it. But you go sit or you listen to Joe Rogan. You go listen to some of these Theo Vaughn. They don't nope. give a fuck. And if they don't give a fuck, me and you shouldn't give a fuck. Right. It's the right. way I look at it, man. They're, Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, they're they're coming, they're coming to hear mine and your opinion. They're coming to hear our way of life, our our ideals, uh, the things that have got us to where we are and why people even pay me and you any attention, dude. They don't they they're not sitting there wanting correct grammar. There you know how many times I've made up fucking words. That that I go back and I listen to and I was like, that's not even a fucking real word. Or I say the wrong word and they're like, you know what? I you know, know what people know they they know what the fuck you were talking about anyway. Yeah, so if they yeah, I do it all the fucking time. But uh so but, to, I, but I meant I meant to mention this earlier. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to make sure before I forget. I got a few buddies that moved down to Nashville. Yeah. That obviously I'm gonna have to go and visit, make an excuse to go and visit. When I finally come to the side, you're one of the First people I'm fucking messaging, be like, "Where the fuck you at, asshole? I'm gonna be in town." Hey, let me know because uh, I am literally up there now uh, every at least every six weeks, but almost once a month for like almost a week at a time. So uh, you let me know when you're going, and dude, we I'll, I'll go the same time you're up there. Oh, that's gonna be a fucking trip. <laughs> we will we will throw the fuck down, brother. We will we will we will go ham together, man. Uh, oh, yeah. it's the, it's the best. There's a lot of people it I've, uh, lately, and I guess it's people don't realize I don't live there. Um, but th there's a lot of folks that are traveling there now from TikTok and social media mm -hmm. that's going for the first time. And they're like, Hey, we really want you to, you know, go with us or whatever. And it's like, I've gone now with several different people. And uh, even some of them is like, hey, we'll pay for your Airbnb or you can stay with us or whatever, because they know I've got a lot of really close friends up there that live there. Uh, even like yep. my, my big brother, who's like my big brother and some of my really close friends, they live there anyway. They're songwriters. And um, pretty much like I get up there and then they don't fucking listen. They get on my nerves and then we end up not hanging out. So but it's mostly women It's I've had to I like, it's mostly women. Uh, but I know like y'all would be fucking cool. Uh, so like I've kind of pick and chose, you know, who now I'll, I'll, I'll waste some time and go up there and hang out with and everything. But, uh, but yeah, dude, you just let me know, man, we'll go and we will throw down. I will show you the real side of Nashville. There's and the only reason I know it is because of my friends. There's too many people that go up there and just hit up Broadway and you should do it a little bit. But there's right. so many other badass things to do up there besides just Broadway. Oh, yeah. I mean, same thing if you ever come up to uh, the Chicago area. It's like it's all about who the fuck you know. So I, I totally fucking understand. Uh, I have to because uh, Wrigley Field's on my bucket list, dude. No shit. Wrigley, right, you fucking let me know. Wrigley Field is on my bucket list. Uh, I'm a huge baseball guy. I'm a Red Sox fan. But uh, Wrigley Field is definitely on my bucket list. I don't know. I don't think they're tearing it down anytime fucking soon. But no. be before it ever gets gone, uh, I have to. I have to fucking go watch a game at Wrigley Field. Oh fuck yeah! Sounds like um. So uh, tell me about your past year, dude. I mean, it's literally been almost a whole year uh, since uh, since we did mining your first show since we met, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I can't remember. Did I have my old account or did I, I think I just started my new account when we first did the, did our podcast. Um, uh, I couldn't tell you. I would have, I literally have to go back and listen to the episode, brother. 
Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, past year, holy shit. Well, so I was, I was with my girl. I remember I was talking about that. Um, we had split up in October um, just because a lot of stuff was going on. Um, and then I remember you had uh, mentioned the fact that I, I lost some size. Well, no shit, dude. After we fucking split, um, which I, I hated the fact that we did, but it was, it was for both our mental health at that point. Um, November, I ended up getting really sick. And for all you guys, before you even come questioning, I don't know if it was COVID. I didn't give a shit. I didn't get tested. I stayed in the goddamn basement. But I had an O2 level of about 90% for well over almost like two weeks. Like, your boy was dead. Damn. Oh, yeah. And so after being on my ass for so long and, you know, being that sick or whatever, you know, I, I, lost, that motiv- I lost that momentum, you know, in the, in the gym and everything like that. And then a little bit, little bit further on, tried to get myself back together. I got my own apartment. Um, I left my, my main job to become a full-time content creator, motivational speaker, life coach, and everything like that. So that was another huge step. Um, but literally, I feel like I've been through hell and back since pretty much October. So what had happened was uh, I got single, right, broke up. I crashed my, I got sick. I crashed my car, left my job. Um, and over those course of period of time is I got sick again, lost the rental, lost my apartment, got super fucking like really, really deep into depression. And even my followers noticed like I was barely posting maybe once a day or, you know, a couple of times a week, if that where they're used to seeing me post three videos a fucking day, doing X, Y, and Z, whatever. And it's almost like everything just came to a fucking halt. And I'm finally at the point now where I'm, I'm getting back to myself again. My mental health is up. I'm trying to get my physical health up. You know, I got my car back finally. Um, but it seemed like my whole life got flipped upside down, and I had lost everything for, for a really short while. And that really fucking hit me hard. So it, it has definitely been a fucking journey and a half but right now i think we're we're starting to come up we're, we're starting to get on the rise how, how old are you again because you're in your 20s still right yeah 23 yeah that's right you're, you're a baby i for, i thought you were hey dude look i'm telling you, we've all been there brother i've lost i've got i've got i know two vehicles in my early 20s that were repoed um i uh man your 20s i don't know do you know the rule of 30 and 40 so I, I've had to tell. I've heard of it. Okay, so uh, one of my real good friends is named Kate Stinson. Uh, I don't know if you know who Kate is or not. Kate has uh, been she's she's had a million followers a couple times. Her account gets banned every once in a while. You should look her up. She's a badass dude from Texas. Okay. Um, badass motherfucker. And uh, I had to like she me and her talk a lot. Like she almost treats me like a, a big brother or like a mentor uh, yeah. because because I've done this for so long like seven plus years now and and, uh dude you have to go through that shit like there's you have to and the reason why you have to is when you start off blowing up the way that you you did and the way that like she did or whatever if you don't have like some trials and you don't have some tribulation and you don't have some shit that knocks you back down it's almost like you get it too easy. Like you, you can't get it too easy. You, you have to pay your dues when it comes to this shit. 
we I've had to have this conversation with a lot of folks lately and they just don't understand it. And, but you, you're smart enough. And with you teaching motivational stuff and you working with mental health, you'll get this concept better than anybody else. But, but think about a musician, a musician has to literally pay their dues. You get these folks that go on American Idol and all these other things and their rise might be fast because they took the easy way but it's also f- fucking crashes just as fast. There's been like 30 fucking seasons of American Idol or however many, and how many of those people are still at the top of the game? Four or five of them. Right. The, the majority of them you don't ever hear from again because they didn't pay their dues. Now think about the musicians that spent 10 years, a uh, Chris Stapleton or a uh, Kenny Chesney or Brad Paisley or uh, Eric Church, all these other people that played in the dive bars for 10 years, that wrote songs for other people for 10 years, that busted their ass to get to where they were at. They built such a solid foundation they rose, they failed. They rose, they failed. They rose, they failed. And they built such a solid foundation to where when they did have a stumble, they knew how to pick themselves back up from it. So when you do fall, like you, you fell a little bit, man. Uh, same shit that ha- has happened to me. Uh, when you learn that that fall isn't that hard to get back up from, you almost get equipped to it and you know, Hey, this is just another fucking bump in the road. I tell folks, I tell folks all the time. This is one of the, my favorite sayings I ever came up with. How many times have you said, this is the worst day of my life. You said it a lot, right? And how many times have you made it past that day? So you've already lived the worst day of your life at least a hundred times. I know I have, I've said, this is the worst day of my life a hundred fucking times, but the next day I was still fucking kicking and I still rebounded from it. So when you figured out that this might be the worst day of my life, but I'm still going to be okay. And you can figure out that, Hey, this is a negative situation, but I can still be positive in a negative situation. You're going to rebound so much quicker from it. It's the people who don't know how to be positive in a negative situation that never rebound because they never had to pay their dues. They've never had to fail before. They don't know how to fail and come back from it. So you being 23 with the success that you've had already, man, it ain't going to do nothing but build you such a better foundation. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, and this is definitely a lesson that I feel like a lot of listeners can definitely take home from. It. Is like, I feel like I would definitely either not be in the place where I'm at, or not even be here in general if it weren't the people that I surrounded myself with. I don't think people ever understand the true importance of this. Like that solid, the actual fucking friends, yeah, actual people that were there for you when you had nothing. Like my buddy Doug, literally one of my fucking saving graces. God bless that man's heart. But people do not understand the importance of having true friends, not the friends that you only see when you fucking go out to the bars or your coworkers or whatever it may be, the true friends that know fucking everything about you. That's just necessary. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I I get in trouble for what I'm about to tell you all the time with people. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with veterans, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like we, we just got back from Nashville doing like a creative vets uh, 
golf tournament and uh, working with creative vets with uh, mental health stuff and everything and uh, Mission 22 and some other organizations. I don't really – I don't go against the idea of therapy. I don't I don't dislike it, but I also, I also don't think that a therapist can sit here and tell somebody who has been to war or other things – like how to fix their problems because they've never been there. It's very hard for me to sit there and listen to somebody who hasn't been through the same things that I've been through, how to fix those issues. Right. But what, but what I do love is a support system. So like you're sitting there talking about your buddy right there, you surround yourself with good people. And when you surround yourself with good people, that is like a real life fucking therapist. This doesn't have the title. That is a support system. That is somebody that actually knows your everyday in and out trauma, that knows your bullshit, that actually does know what is best for you. That is going to tell you the shit you might not want to fucking hear. Like they're not getting paid to kiss your ass or to coddle you. They're literally going to tell you the things that you, you need. And so people don't understand how important the truth is from a friend and a support system. So, you know, I, I love that you've got people like that in your life. I wish, uh, I, I wish I'd have known you were struggling. I would have, uh, I, I wish you, me and you was a little bit closer now. Cause uh, that's one of the things that man, um, I, I think I don't believe in people meeting each other for, you know, coincidence, you know, and I, I love, I love what you do. I love the fact that you're young um, I'm pretty sure I told you this on the first show, man. Uh, I love that there are people that take the taboo out of mental health. Um, you know, I, there's a reason why, you know, uh, I share my suicide attempt from fucking 12 years ago. I think it was it was supposed to happen in my life. Um, and I think the reason you're going through your shit now, you might not understand it. Uh, it might suck, but you'll have a great story to help motivate somebody whether it's tomorrow or whether it's 10 years from now to push somebody like you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I love, I love that uh, you're, you're vocal about it, man. A lot of people hide that trauma. Oh no, you have to. And I think that's why, you know, my following is literally so loyal and so supportive is like, I'm, I try to do one of the most real and transparent creators on that platform. It's like, you're going to see me succeed and you're most definitely going to see me fall, but we're all going to get through it together. So I'm, I'm absolutely fucking right there with you. And I've gotten pretty much the same feedback that even you told me is therapy has its place. Yeah. But I completely agree. It is most definitely not for everybody. And one of the most common things I've been told from my coaching calls when, you know, uh, clients book my one-on-one calls, my coaching programs or whatever with me, is that they much rather prefer talking to someone like me or just talking to me over therapy because you're not paying me just for me to sit there and I have my little guideline and my little list that I have to fucking read off of. And, you know, okay, I don't give a shit about you once you leave my goddamn office. I'm doing this because I fucking care and I'm doing this because I want to help people. But also, I will say it how it is no matter what. If you're being stupid, I'm going to call you fucking stupid. If you're making the right moves, I'm going to cheer you on and vice versa, whatever. So I feel like when it's that professional, you lose that, you know, that humanity that goes along with what they're actually working with. I 100% agree with you. That's also the reason why I could never do it. Uh, I, I know I could never do it. Um, you're somebody that I would encourage to do it because you seem like such a genuine person. I've had like another person or two. I know I've had one on here. Maybe maybe two 
Uh, and one of them, I was just like, you should not fucking do this. But I didn't say I didn't say it to him. I, def- I, de- I definitely thought it. I thought it. I thought it a lot. And uh, but I'm, I'm, if I'd have been when I had this person on my show at that time, if I'd have been me now, I, I would have fucking definitely been like, no, dude, like you go do something else, please. Like you're not this. Is, you're, you're not fucking cut out for this. You're going to have somebody so fucked up. It's, no, um, I, I, I have recently had to, uh, one of my friends, her name's Macy. Uh, she's, she's from North Carolina. She's been on some trips and stuff with it. She's my buddy. She's big on social media too. And, uh, I had to call her yesterday and, uh, I had to tell her I was sorry for some shit or whatever. Um, and, uh, pretty much because, because I've done this for so long, I think I know what is best for people. Like as far as them branding themselves, as far as like them doing other stuff. And I get caught up in the fact that I don't know every fucking thing, but I think, but I think I know everything. And I, I tell people, or I imagine people doing stuff from my point of view. And I get wrapped up in the fact that, well, they're not living my life. They, they don't have to do stuff from my point of view. Maybe what they're doing works from their point of view too. That's that's why, like, I think what you're doing is great, uh, but there's no way I could be a life coach. I, it, it, half of the things would be fuck it and uh, fuck it and move on, um, and you know, just trust your gut. Or I don't, I don't even know. Like, that's I'm such a yeah. I'm such a weird individual with my beliefs and the way that I look at the world, man. There's no way I could fucking do it. Why would you say you're weird with your beliefs and your views and stuff? Because what's the definition of weird? It's all perspective. Just like you're right. people are like, oh, I wish I was normal. And it's like, why? What? What is technically normal? There's no standard. Just yeah. as I think I've talked about before in the past. Like when people are like, oh, I'm a good guy or I'm a, I'm a good person. I was like, what's your definition of good? What's good for you might not be good for me. What's good for me might not be good for you. The shit that we do in Western culture might be completely wrong in other societies and other cultures. I'm like, you can't put a standard definition on what you may think good, weird, normal, whatever may be. Just fucking be you. Well, well, what I mean with that is uh, I actually view weird as a good thing in the society that we live in because I just I view weird as unique. And I think mm-hmm. uniqueness is good. So that's, that's what makes me stand out over a lot of people is that I am unique. I am different. I have a different way of thinking. The bad thing about that is, is in the career field that I'm in, is I knock a lot of people without knocking a lot of people, without saying their name. Like, and then, like, the people that a lot of folks want to hear from, because we always got to do this. Like, this is something that, because uh, you're, you're just going to keep getting bigger with the stuff you do. So, I'll, 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 play, I'll play grandpa real fast and teach you a lesson. So... One of the things that your listener is going to eventually want you to do is have somebody that you don't like on your show. And I am at the point to where I'll say, fuck it. And I'll have that person on my show, but I'll do it my way. And I'll do it into the way to where I won't contradict myself or my beliefs, but I will, I will talk to this person as if, I'm not talking down to them, but I will explain to them why I do not like what they do. And I will hope to 
not put them in a corner, but I will want them to explain themselves. I want them to change my opinion of them, if that makes sense. Right. Like I want, right. I want them to make me feel differently about them by the time the show is over. The bad thing with that is they fucking don't nine times out of 10. I've had two women on my show that had completely changed my mindset of them. One was Demps uh, in Nashville, and one was uh, Perfectly Kelsey. I did a show with both of them because I was like, this is going to be good for ratings. I don't really get either one of them. But by the end of the show, I was in love with both of them, like as far as their just being genuinely, amazingly good human beings. Like, I was wrong for viewing them the way that I viewed them. Like, I, I was the one that was wrong. But besides for that, anytime that, like, I thought that somebody was just blah, I'm usually fucking right about it. And then at the end of it, I'm like, okay, well, this person fucking sucks. And then you get, and then you, and then you get more jaded. And then you're just like, man, but I hate, dude, I'm telling you, when I say you don't realize how unique you are, like, Justin Nunley doesn't realize how unique he is. There are several other guys, especially men. The women are usually the ones that surprise me. Women, I, I don't know if you've caught up to this yet. Uh, uh, let me ask you, because let's see if you if this has happened to you. Every time a woman has been on my show, every single time a woman has been on my show, whether her, she's got millions of followers or whether she's got fucking less than, than whatever, less than 50,000, whatever. I don't care how many she's got. She always shares everything that I share every single time. I have had, if there's been a hundred guys on my show, I bet you four have shared it. Men are the fucking worst. Like, I don't know if when you've done stuff with men, if they're that way or not. So, I think I've I've only had one podcast with with a woman. I've only had um, it was Elise. She's another life coach, and I, I saw a couple times she shared it. But now that you actually say that, oh, dude, you're right. You know, you know why? Because it's not just that. Is uh, I'm gonna be a dick. See, this is why men don't want to do my show. I, me, me and you are comfortable with each other and they're the guys that the guys that i'm friends with that actually share my stuff like when they've done the show and actually like will bullshit with me on social media i like i'm not talking about them when i when i say this stuff they realize that something's different about us we're not a thirst trap we're out here trying to help people we're out here trying to spread a positive message like we can have an in-depth conversation. We're not being accused of mistreating women. We're not doing anything that we're not supposed to. So when they realize, oh shit, there's layers to these guys. Like they're not, they're not just trying to sell sex or they're not trying to just be, you know, a pretty face, which I'm not a goddamn pretty face. Anyway, I got a solid beard and uh, I'm a funny motherfucker. But hey, that'll get you pretty far. It, it does well for me. I'm not going to lie. But it's they realize in my mind, they're like, I'm not sharing my fucking competition. That women don't view me and you as competition. 
They they don't look at us as we're gonna like hurt what they do. Men men are scared shitless. And also, me and you, even though I'm 34 and you're way younger than I am, you don't intimidate me because I'm proud of the shit that you do. I'm definitely gonna share your shit. Like I I, I like, but I know that there's a reason why. And if you go look at your uh your following, I'll guarantee your following's probably about like mine. 80% women listen to me. Actually, mine is 74% men, 26% women. No shit. Mm-hmm. That fucking is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. There's, there's been a few times where I've definitely pissed off the feminist community. Really? It, it, there was one video. It literally got so bad. And it, it didn't get taken down because I think they kept it up just to continue to rat it, like, whatever on me. It got so bad that I had to take the video down because they started making threats against my son. No shit, dude. Kid you not. What was it about, if you don't mind me asking? The idea that it, it, was, talk, it was talking about body count. And, like, there, it does take a psychological effect. And I basically said, men or women are, men are different than women. Like, we have our differences for a fucking reason. Yeah. They don't like to acknowledge that. But holy shit. And even in the comments, I'm like, if one of y'all wants to actually have a normal, respectful discussion about this, I am all for it. But no one could. Okay. Well, explain to me, because now now you got me interested in this. When you say it was about body count, are you talking about how, like, a man will view a woman differently because her body count's higher than a woman will view a man if his body count's higher? To, to an extent, yes. Okay. At the end of the day, and I made a follow-up video, too, and I basically said, at the end of the day, it's about your fucking preference. If you care, then you fucking care. If you don't, you don't. What I was coming from, and I feel like I could have worded it a little bit better because I did yeah. kind of make it more jokingly. Um, well, it blew up, got my attention, so that was it worked. Basically, what it came down to was I was always looking at the statistics and the studies done based off what happens when a man or a woman has a higher body count, the happiness in relationships, the psychological ties and soul bonding of their partner and vice versa and studies basically showed that women who have multiple or a lot there's no set number because everyone's different of other partners it will be harder for her to form a intimate connection with a man because a woman can form a connection with a man after one time it takes a man sleeping with the same person multiple times to form that intimate connection that just goes down to basic biology, genetics, and psychology. But people don't like to understand it. And again, it comes down to fucking preference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I also uh, I agree with a lot of that. But I think it also comes down to uh, – I got to disagree with a, a good bit of it too, though, is it's, it's about your person. I, I'm a, I'm a helpless fucking romantic, dude. Like, I, once, you get to a cer- once you get to a certain age – you stop looking at lust and you start looking at passion. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't ask. I can't tell you the last time I asked a woman how many per- people she had been with, and I can't tell you the last time a woman asked me how many people I had been with. I have no fucking idea the last time anybody has asked me. I don't. I don't know. But you're still. I mean, you're in your fucking early twenties, though. Like that's a normal thing. That would have been something that was very. You know, every conversation that you had when you met somebody back then. I, I get why that was why that is even a topic then. But like when it comes to having a connection with somebody, 
the older you get, you don't even have to, you don't even have to have sex with somebody to be intimate with anybody. Once you reach that threshold to where it's, to where it's like, there has been women that I have literally had a kiss with, or they literally like rub your arm and it was right. better Then it was better than fucking somebody else. Like, like literally, because when you like, I'm not throwing you under the bus here, but I'll throw myself under the bus here. I've had bad sex. Like men are going to say that they have not had bad sex because they came. And you know what? I've had bad sex. I hate to tell you, there's some, there's some that I, by the time it was over with, I was like, well, God damn, I should have just fucking went home and did it to my damn self and fucking not wasted my time, my gas or my fucking energy. Like. And I know have that the, ever, have you ever had to fake it? Uh, probably yeah. uh, to, get, to get the fuck out of there. Like, but yep. also, but also, I drink a lot too. So there, there's been times that I was ready for it to be done. Um, yeah. but in in uh, in all transparency, there ain't no way that half the women I've been with hadn't faked it towards me, and that's completely fair because. Mm. But the older you get, the more you realize you're not going to have a sexual connection with everybody. You can be completely attractive, attracted to someone. And the sex is lame as fuck. Like, I have been around some bad, bad bitches. And, I, and you know what? It just, it wasn't there. It, yeah. it was not there. There was no passion. There was no, like, yearning for each other. Like there was no nothing. And then you get around somebody that you just would never figure that you would just like yearn for. Like, like you just click and you're just like, this makes absolutely no fucking sense, but I can't get you off my fucking mind. And I can't wait to get your ass home. Like, like we, we can skip everything else that we had planned tonight. Let's just go fucking home right now. Like, So you don't, it, it's not, everybody's different. The connection that you have with somebody. So the body count and the rest of that shit, the intimacy, you don't, I wish I could go back and be your age again and tell myself to stop looking at appearance, to stop listen, looking at body count, to stop being so insecure. Dude, I was probably the most insecure person that you ever could have met at 23 when i was your age i will guarantee you i probably spent the first 30 years of my life thinking about like well i don't have the biggest dick there's no way a woman likes me like literally because that's how fucked up our brains are right like like you you think about like there's no way this woman is going to be turned on by me and being insecure about it. There has been times that uh, this might be TMI for, for you, but, but you know, whatever they know, this is why you have podcasts that help inform men to feel better about themselves. There has been times that I have not been able to get an erection because I would literally be sitting there thinking about, I know who this girl has been with before. Like I know that I can't do shit for this bitch. Like I know who she has been with. Like, yeah, so I, I, I think I was just talking with a, a couple of my buddies about this literally the other week. Not exactly what you said, but just like, so she, she's giving you head, right? But she's doing like 
porn star fucking job. Yeah. Right in your head, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, how the fuck you learn how to do this? Exactly. Where did you learn it? Yeah. How much did you have to practice for you to figure out how to do this? Instead of sitting there and enjoying the fucking porn star head. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that one. Yeah. But see, that's, that's maturity, dude. Like, our immaturity, excuse me, that's immaturity because yep. you, you just don't realize like, that's exactly what I used to think. I used to be like, why is this bitch so good at this? Like, like I used to think the world's fucking worst about somebody. If they were good in bed, I was like, her experience level is way too high. I am a novice at best. Like, her mama didn't teach her that. No, absolutely not. Like you dirty slut. But now I'm like, no, she enjoys this. Like, that's the thing. When you figure out that somebody just enjoys that act, they get more right. into it or they're into you. Also, another thing that we don't know, this is what somebody blew my mind with one time. They explained to me, like, we had a conversation one night. This was, this was a while ago. But they told me, they was like, look, I have never been like this wild with anybody else, just with you. And I'm like, bitch, stop lying. Like, there's, there's no way. Like, there's no way she was. I was like, you don't have to fill my head with this bullshit. Like, I, it's, it's okay. Like, you, you don't have to, like, play that game with me or whatever. I, I pretty much said, like, you don't have to lie to kick it or whatever. And she's like, no. She's like, I have a connection with you. So because I have a connection with you, it makes me want to open up more with you. I feel more comfortable with you. And because I feel more comfortable with you, I want to try more shit with you compared to anybody else. Like, you don't push me. You don't rush me. Like, I just want to have fucking fun with you, and you don't make anything awkward. And uh, I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? That makes the most sense in the world because that's the same thing in reverse. Anytime that I've ever felt comfortable with a woman, I've been the same way. So maybe all those times that I was so insecure or I was steadily thinking about like that porn star head, like he was thinking about, maybe that's just how insecure, maybe that's just how comfortable that person was around us. Like maybe, maybe that was the first time they had ever felt comfortable. And if that was the first time you ever felt comfortable, then that's a compliment to us. Right. Right. So kind of, kind of going off that, what I've kind of figured out, and because I always look at things from like a very analytical standpoint, I don't know why this is the way I am. But what I've noticed, not just with myself, but with other people, is that every woman has a very inner freak. Like the freakiest of whatever that you The majority of them. The majority right, of them. Right. They have that inside of them. And the reason why they've only expressed it with certain people or never in general is because they've never been with a true masculine male to make them, like you said, feel comfortable to be submissive enough and bring out their feminine energy enough to be like that with that other person. Well, you can't say masculine male. That, 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 that's one of the problems with that is there are some women, like you've got doms. Like I've had, like back in November, we had a, like a, one of my fucking favorite guests I've had on, dude. Her name's God Goddess Rain. Like she, right. she's a badass, and uh, she explains like on her like on that show or whatever. She doesn't really like masculine men, so like it would take a very comfortable, submissive man 
for her to, to open up. So what it really is, is some women need a masculine man, but some women need something completely different. It's really about who makes you the most comfortable. It's right. really, it's really about who just matches that energy and who just right. this really, but I get what you mean though. You're, 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 so, you're, you're right for the most part. Right. Right. So basically where that comes from is, um, a, a book called, uh, the way of the superior man. And you're absolutely right. There, there can be that duality and it can be, you know, vice versa. And again, it's like a yin and yang. You always have to have that balance of whatever it may be. So, but it works both ways. Just like you said, if you have one, then you have to have the other. Yep. Because it complements each other. They match. You can't have two both really aggressive or quote unquote masculine or whatever people. And you can't have both two submissive or quote unquote feminine people. You need that balance. So yep. I feel like you worded that, you worded that pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you just never know either too. Cause like I've had women, I've had like, there was a girl, uh, several years ago and you, dude, you talk about like a, Oh my God, she was gorgeous. Uh, and she had like this undercover dominant side and she tried to be that way towards me. Like we never even <laughs> slept together. Like we yeah. never had sex or anything. Like, this is probably four or five years ago. And, uh, when she started telling me all of this, like I made it very, very clear to her. I was like, look, bitch, I am super attracted to you. But if you think you're finna tell me what to do and like, I I won't even be able to get excited. Like I, that none of that works for me. And, and she was so turned off by the fact that she could not be the one in charge because it couldn't do anything like it. It's just, if you don't have that conversation, I know how important that conversation is now. I guess what I'm trying to get to, like, you have to have that conversation. There's not enough people like you can't be shy about it. I think I used to be too shy. And the way that most men go about having that conversation uh, is very childish. Like, uh, there's a lot of guys that, you know, they're going to be like, first off, they're gonna be like, "Hey, send me nudes," or they're gonna they're gonna be like, uh, "Hey, what are you into?" or or whatever. Like, fill out the fucking situation. If she starts, to, if she starts to send you stuff, and she starts to be like flirty with you, like let her kind of not necessarily make the first move, but let her know that she's even open to the idea of being like sexual with you first. And if she's open to that idea, oh brother, fucking put the gas pedal down because she's giving you, she's giving you the hint. Don't be a bitch about it. Like don't, don't be a bitch about it, but also don't, don't overdo it. Don't blow your load real quick. Like don't, you got to listen to her. That's what hey, look, I'll tell you. We had a, we had a woman on uh, miss Rachel, uh, the other day, Miss Lawyer later, and I was explaining to her that uh, one of the biggest things that I have found out in the past probably year or so that women want more from me and you and men more than anything is just to fucking shut up and listen to them and read between the lines. And the quicker that we learn that, that's something that if I could go back at your age again, like I said, and kick myself right in the balls and say, look, dumbass, listen a little bit more. You don't always have to agree. You don't always have to do what they say. Listen, there have been a lot of times that I could have stopped an argument, 
there have been a lot of times that I just misread a situation and all they wanted was fucking validation. You, you give a woman validation and you actually just be there for them and back up their beliefs and back up their stuff. As long as it's not going against your shit. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling any of you guys that are listening this to bitch down. No, stand your motherfucking ground, homies. No, you don't be a doormat. I'm not telling a single one of y'all to do that because she's going to respect you a whole lot less if you're her fucking doormat. She's going to find somebody that ain't the doormat. She's going to find somebody that's going to put her ass in check. But she wants somebody that's going to listen and respect her. And when you get that fucking balance, man, and that's that's just how all that's when you get that comfortable. That's when you get it's this everything's comfortable, brother. Oh yeah. It's because not, I mean you get it. We always want to fix things. We always want to be like, oh, this is the solution. You could do this, you could do that. Little do they realize they just want to feel like they're heard. Yeah. They just want to feel like they're being heard and loved. And I, I there's a few people that try to argue me on this, but it's like women want to feel loved, men want to feel respected. Perfect way to do this is just like you're saying in an argument, whatever, make her feel loved, but also just as you said, don't take that disrespect, right? Yes, you want to be there, you want to hear her out and respect, you know, what she's saying and what she's telling you. But I think too many guys, and I've been, um, I, I've went through this as well. I'm, I'm, I've experienced this. Like, you just take that disrespect, right? You just kind of let her just bulldoze you right over. It's like it's okay to stand your ground, and if she has a problem with that, well. There, there's your answer right there. Yep. So 100% agree with you on that. I don't think enough guys have got it through their head because they're too busy just trying to be that nice guy. Well, it's, it's they're scared to stand up because they're scared to lose her. But what they don't realize is if you don't stand up, you're going to become a doormat. And if you become a doormat, she's going to find somebody else. She doesn't want to be with a doormat because that makes you a weak-ass man. Like she wants someone that's going to respect her, but at the same time, put her in her place. What, what is this thing? Uh, if you treat her like a celebrity, she'll start treating you like a fan. Oh, I've never heard that. I fucking love that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's the, you don't get that around me. <laughs> I'm all, look, I, I'm all about hyping your girl up. I'm all about showing her to fuck off. I am. But I'll also tell you this. I am not the one that if I respect you that much and I understand that you need validation and I understand that you need a whole lot of shit, you better understand I need the same goddamn thing. And the second that you don't show me what I show you, oh, I'm going to show you the worst son of a bitch you ever seen in your life. Because this is the thing that women... Me and you have a benefit that most men don't. And I don't know if you understand this or not. We have something because of social media that, you know, me and you get to be around. uh, You have a very attractive uh, uh, woman that you sit next to in that video earlier. Right. Uh, I've got, you know, a good looking woman that that I get to hang around with from time to time when she allows me to. And uh, she, she hates me most of the fucking time, but, you know, it's life. Um, but when I'm around her, uh, you know, it is what it is. But it's one of those things that if they ever was like, you know what, fuck you guys. They can say that the other to other men. 
And other men would be completely crushed. And me and you would probably be crushed too. It would break our little hearts. But other guys that don't do what we do and don't, you know, have the mental stability that we have and realize, you know what, let's mourn, let's pick ourselves up, let's move on. You know, we know how to rebound from a situation. And we know how to, like, fix our mental state. But also, too, they've got about as many fucking guys that are probably thirsty after them as we got as many women that are thirsty after us. So yep. it's, it's one of them things like do me wrong if you want to because every other guy you've ever been with, you know, they probably couldn't go back out with 10 other 10s the next night. Me and, right. you, me and you could be like, okay, act up if you want to, you know. That's, I guess, one of the um, d- double standards in size. Like, women get so much more attention from all these other guys where it's a lot harder for a guy to get that much attention from women. Yeah. So it's almost like um, there should be just kind of like a respect level that'd be like, yeah. I'm one of the very few guys that actually has so many options. Yeah, out of everything and options that I have, I still pick to invest everything into you. Absolutely. Same. I, I, I know what you mean. That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly. And... I have to explain this on the daily to other men in social media. Um, well, to other women who are always fussing about like their man. It took me a long time to understand that you are going to have women that pursue men like you. Uh, or other people that blow up on social media apps. When it, when I started uh, several years ago, you had women that never would have talked to me before I blew up on social media. Never. It takes a long time to adjust to that because I never had women at any point in my life in a, w- without there being a better term for it, throw themselves at me. Right. I, I never had it. I did not have it in high school, middle school, or right thereafter. I did not have it. And you have all these guys now that have blew up on social media that are getting accused of the worst shit in the world because they don't know how to handle it. Men like me and you who still not had a bad fucking thing said about us. Like I know how to handle my shit. I know how to walk away from a situation. Mm -hmm. I know how to tell somebody, Hey, you're drunk. Go the fuck home. Or Hey, you're drunk. Don't fucking come over here. I'm not going to put myself in a situation to where I'm going to look like a fucking jackass. Like, well, right. And like, tell, tell me if I'm wrong or if you, you've experienced this as well. Like we even had to be careful on who, what, or even what company that we even associate with because we built a brand, we built a face or whatever. So we have to be careful on who we associate with because people look at that and be like, Oh, you like them. Well, that says something about you. And now I don't even like you. Uh, y- you probably have to, um, I am so spread. I'm so out there. Like, I, I, it's, it's very hard for me to put this way. I will every once in a while have somebody that will. There's a girl that has been on my show before that is very fucking wild. Uh, but I absolutely love this person. She has an extremely big heart. She is, uh, she's very crude. But I'm all about 
people taking the time to actually get to fucking know somebody. So if a, if a company reached out to me and they were like, Hey, you got to pull her episodes or you've got to do whatever because she's so fucking raunchy or whatever. I would tell them, Hey, this is your fucking loss. Like I'm, I know what heart this person has. And even though me and her might've even got into it before, right? like I know what a good person she is. I'm not, I'm not turning away and nine times out of 10, dude, if you stand your ground on that shit, they're going to be, they're going to end up fucking going with you anyway, but you do some different shit than I do. Like, yeah, I mean, right. we're, we're almost the same, but we're not like you doing the life coaching stuff is different than me. We do the mental health awareness thing, but I do the more like taboo with the, the veterans and the veteran organizations and stuff, but they're, they're already wild anyway. Like they, they want some, uh, they want more of, of that stuff. Like they want clean cut sometimes, but they also want, they want to be entertained. And some of the stuff they want entertained with is, is that stuff. And, yeah. you, know, you know, but man, it's, but I know what you mean. I, I do. Cause I bet you there's been people that's like, I'm not doing your show. They probably didn't say it to me because of guests that I've had on the show. But at the same time, if you're going to judge those people without knowing them, I don't want those people that are judging those other people on my show in the first fucking place. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've been called a misogynist. Hey, fuck them. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you're going to hate on me because I call you out. Don't, I hold my boys accountable too. Don't get me wrong. I don't want yeah. them to be on some stupid shit. But just because I call you out and you don't like it, now I'm the bad guy. Oh, that sucks. Well, those people that can't, those people that are like that, you got to remember. They're so fucking sensitive. And most of the time they've been hurt. They've been mistreated and they're taking out their anger on you because they can't take out their anger on the person that hurt them. So when they hear, when they hear you say something, it takes them back to their trauma and they can't attack the person that they want to attack. So they do it to you. That's where I'll go ahead and tell you, I've said it time and time and time again. When I post something or I say some bullshit, I don't read my comments most of the time. I don't, I never address a comment. I never comment back to anybody uh, unless it's like something that's good. Uh, fuck them, dude. I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way, but, but, but you don't know what they've gone through. Like oh, yeah. if, if somebody wants to take a couple minutes and they want to talk shit about me or if they even want to report a video, if, if you have a different mindset about it, this is, this is what I think. If it makes you feel better about your trauma to report a video of mine and get my shit took down, if it helps you feel better about being abused or about anything like that, then fucking get my video took down. If it if it do, if it did something for you, it's not yeah. gonna hurt me. Right? No, I, I get where you're coming from. I get, I get where you're coming from, and I used to have the same mentality too, until my whole account got taken down. I had to, I couldn't do shit, and I had to restart over. Yeah. So that's just one of the downfalls of the annoying parts of this cancel culture bullshit. Yeah. So I'm all for you, which is I guess why we have the podcast, so we can say whatever the fuck we want to say. Absolutely. But else, like I want to say it. And I don't give a fuck what you think, but 
I also kind of give a fuck whether or not I get everything I've worked for just disappeared like that. Yeah, well, that's where you got to know the game. That's why you post just enough. Like, uh, you post just enough to where you're in community guideline standings, to where you always are going to get your video back. You're always going to get it, like, you're always going to get your shit back. So, here's the thing, though. Yes, you can get it back, like, get it restored or whatever, and they're like, oh, sorry. Those flags still stay. I found that out, because I had so many fucking flags. I'm like, I get most of my videos back, but those flags still fucking stay. Yeah, but you can go through the process. Me, uh, do you know who the Dirty Prescott kids are? No. Our Dirty Prescott kids are uh, Travis and Caroline. You look them up. They're fucking amazing. They just okay. uh, they just came and did uh, a music video with us in Nashville. Um, oh, cool. But th- they got a big following. You- you've probably seen their videos before. They're fucking awesome. They're from Wisconsin. Um, they're fucking badasses, dude. You probably love them. Uh, but anyway, they just came down uh, to – to Nashville to hang out for a couple of days. We've been around them a couple of times. They're really cool people. And they told me the same thing, but you got to take it a step further. All you got to do is email. Uh, I think it's info at tiktok.com or whatever is legal at tiktok.com and tell them like send them a screenshot say, Hey, every one of these have been restored. It's just people that are literally going after my account. Y'all have restored every single one of them. Uh, it takes a while now. Don't get me wrong. Like it's not an overnight thing, but, but that's what I, I just had to do. And like they end up, it'll all end up coming off. That's why if you've seen it before, when people have like, Oh, my account got banned, but then they get their account back because they emailed shit. You have to go through one step further. It's, yeah. it's, you've got to know how to play the game and there's, you're going to have people that want to cheat. You're going to have people that want to be assholes about it or whatever. But as long as you do stuff the right way, they can't really do that. I mean, you just get you got to do it the right fucking way. You're not doing anything political. You're not doing anything hate speech. You're not on their fat shaming. You're not on their bullying. You're not on their doing anything that, like showing off guns or anything like that. You're literally on there motivating people. There, there might be some stuff that is semi taboo. But it's not against community. Like it's not anything so fucking bad that when somebody actually reads an email that you sent, now understand there's probably a million goddamn emails. It's gonna take a, a hot ass minute. But once they get the information, they're gonna take that shit off. I mean, it's it's this is the way it works. They don't want to lose your business. They don't want to lose those views. They don't right. want that. You're making them money. Like you're a sweatshop laborer to them, whether you know it or not, you're providing content for them and they're making money because there's ads running in between your shit. They want people coming to look at your stuff. They don't want to lose you. The people that, yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't want to lose you. The people Everybody is like all like pissed off TikTok. What? It's not them. It's literally the fucking assholes that have a vendetta against you. Right? It's it's a group of people. I tell you a couple things that'll help you though. It, when you're doing lives or whatever, anytime somebody comes in there that says like drops a comment that is just off the wall or weird, block them right away. Like the second you see it. Whether it's like, uh, what's your pronouns? Block the shit out of it. Somebody comes in there to says something fucking 
like that has nothing to do with the conversation that you're doing, block them right away. Uh, if ever on a post or something that you do see something pop up and it's like, uh, anything fucking just, just random that shouldn't be there, just block it. And it's, it's funny how, when you start doing that, how stuff starts, stops like getting banned, stops getting reported, like, because trolls start attacking something else. They realize that they're wasting time fucking with you. I it's, it's, it's pointless, man. I mean, but once again, I used to fucking argue with that shit. I used to like literally spend time attacking every single negative comment and going against it. But when you realize that when you do that, what the fuck does it do? This right. Yeah. When you have a platform with a podcast, like me and you do, you don't fucking need to do that. Those tools with Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok are your marketing tool to where you should be able to post a little something to tease them to where it's like, Hey motherfuckers, y'all come over here. You, you come over here and we will talk some dirt. We will talk some good shit right here to where you can hear every bit of the fucking story right here, right now. And it doesn't go against any kind of community guideline, anything. There's so many fucked up shows on podcasts, man. We could fuck. We could sit here. I've told Holocaust jokes on this motherfucker before. Like I, I, I say some fucked up shit. (laughs) I mean, it's your freedom to do so. Yeah. But, also, too, when you're a good guy like you and a decent person like I am, when when somebody knows that there's no malice, there's no hate coming from your comments and it's an actual fucking joke, it makes a world of difference. You can say what the fuck you want to. When, some, when somebody knows that it's actually a hateful comment, that's when, it, that's when it's over and done with. Like, I literally... I've got a huge following in the gay community and I literally talk shit about, I call the, the, the transsexuals transformers. Like <laughs> I call, I pick on them. I fuck with them. But I also say all the time about how half of them look like they could fucking trick me on TikTok. Like half of them. If I walked in a bar and I didn't know you had a dick between your legs, I'd be like, what's up, bitch. You want to drink? Like that's how fucking good they look. But I'm honest about it, and they res- right. they respect it because they want to be treated. That that's what most of the fucking people in the world don't get. People just want to get treated how me and you are sitting here talking to each other right now. They don't want to be treated any fucking different. They if I if I bullshit with my best friend in the world, then I better bullshit with somebody that's completely fucking different than me. If my love language is talking trash, I better talk trash to somebody that I don't know. I've always preached. I don't give a shit what color you are, what you identify as, what you are, where you came from, this, that, or the other. I'm like, you're a fucking person. I will be nice and respectful to you. Start. We can kick it. Bullshit. Just like you said, grab a drink. If you're an asshole, you're a fucking asshole. I don't give a shit about anything else. To me, you are just a, you're, you're just an asshole person. That's exactly right. Well, brother, I appreciate you doing the show. Drop yours again. Uh, and drop your social media links and all that good shit, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get for the evening. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, guys. Well, you can find my podcast on probably all the same shit you can find his podcast on, Apple Play, Spotify. It's the Uncrowned Podcast. 
And then all my tags on everything are JB Motivation 777. Other than that, I just talk about good wholesome shit. <laughs> hey, that's my guy, y'all. And uh, thank y'all very much for listening to the Josh Day Podcast. And brother, anytime you want to come on here, you want to shoot the shit, you want to have a good time, you let me know. We will have a damn good time. And uh, whenever you get ready to go to Nashville, man, you let me. You got to let me know. Give me a couple of weeks. We will raise some fucking hell, dude. Yes, sir. Thank you again. I always a pleasure. Always a fucking pleasure. Anytime, brother. Thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. I will catch you motherfuckers next time.